Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Earth Rangers podcast. It's me, Earth Ranger Emma, and we're back for episode two. Earth Rangers! Earth Rangers! Earth Rangers! We have a lot of cool animal facts for you today. So let's get started. Here's a question for you. What's bigger, a cougar or a snow leopard? Stay tuned and find out later on in this episode during our big cat countdown. But first, it's time for... Wild and Wacky Animal Facts. Close your eyes and come with me to today's destination. We're in a secret cave somewhere in southern Ontario. Whoa, good thing I brought my headlamp because it, it is pitch black in here. Let's hope the battery lasts. Today, we're talking about the only mammals that are capable of true flight. The elusive North American aerial badger. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm just kidding. That's not a thing. We're talking about bats. Oh. Oh, I hope that was just a sound effect. <laughs> but kidding aside, it's true that not everyone loves bats. Which is really sad because they are amazing animals. Here come the facts. Bats don't just live in caves. They also make their homes in dark spaces like tunnels, the roofs of old buildings, and even in trees. The largest species in the world is the giant golden-crowned flying fox. Sounds fancy, eh? It has a wingspan of up to five and a half feet. That's bigger than a Canada goose. But here in North America, I'm way more likely to come across the little brown bat. And when I say little, boy, do I mean it. These guys are just nine centimeters long and weigh just eight grams. That's less than a toonie, which for our international listeners is a Canadian $2 coin. Now we all know that bats come out at night, but did you know that little brown bats are only active for about two hours after sunset and then an hour or two before dawn, catching all their prey within this three to four hour window? Can you guess what these bats' favorite snacks are? Bugs! Gross! Bats are insectivores, which means their diet is made up of creepy, crawly creatures like mosquitoes, flies, and beetles. With a set of super sharp teeth, bats can capture their prey midair, and they'll often hunt close to a water surface where the bug buffet is always full and fresh. But how do they catch these bugs in a pitch black cave? A little something called echolocation. Bats call out as they circle the skies, and their calls bounce off of the bugs that are near them. By measuring the time it takes for their calls to return, or echo back, the bats can tell how far away the bug is. Bat calls are so high-pitched that human ears can't even hear them. 
As a matter of fact, I've been playing echolocation clicks for the last minute or so. Did you hear anything? This is what it would sound like if you slow it down into human hearing range. Weird, eh? But wait a second. This all sounds really familiar. Last episode, when we talked about orcas, we learned that they also use echolocation. So, is that like the same thing? Does that mean that whales and bats can talk to each other? And why can't we use our ears to see in the dark? Time to assemble an animal investigation squad. Animal investigation squad! This year, Earth Rangers did a super cool project during Earth Month, where we supported a team of scientists conducting research on how noise from shipping traffic in the St. Lawrence Estuary in Quebec is affecting the local beluga whale population, another whale species that uses echolocation. Dr. Valeria Vergara is a real specialist on whale communication and echolocation, so let's see if she can help us out. Please stay on the line to complete the call. Research, Valeria speaking. Oh, hi there. Is this Dr. Valeria Vergara? Yeah, speaking. Oh, hi. My name's uh, Emma. I'm an Earth Ranger, and I have a bunch of questions about whales to ask you. That would be great. I love answering questions. Oh, cool. All right, number one, very important. What's the difference between a dog and a marine biologist? <laughs> Uh-oh, I think you got me there. <laughs> one wags a tail, the other one tags a whale. <laughs> That's a good one. No, but really, I do have some serious questions. First off, whales and bats don't have much in common, but I recently learned that they both echolocate. Does that mean that they'd be able to talk to each other if they were to meet? You know, that's a great question. Echolocation and communication sounds are actually very different things. Bats and whales make very different communication sounds. And their echolocation sounds are also very different because they evolved in very different environments. So bad echolocation suits the air and whale echolocation suits underwater. I'm not sure they would be able to understand one another even if they could use echolocation sounds for communication. Huh. So it's not for communication. Yeah, it's not for communication. It's really when, when animals use sound waves to see the world around them because the sound waves bounce against objects and make echoes. And then the returning echoes give the animals an image of the object so they can tell how far something is, if it is moving, if it is hollow or solid. It's like they see through sound. Wow, that's so cool and useful. Why don't more species use it? A lot of species can manage with a highly developed sense of sight, basically. Vision is super efficient, so only species that need to see in the dark, like bats that are nocturnal, or dolphins and whales that live in very turbid waters, really need uh, echolocation. Hmm. So does that mean that whales have poor eyesight? Uh, some have very good eyesight, actually, and it's eyesight that, is, that is, um, has evolved to work very well in water. But some other species of dolphins are quite blind, like the Amazon pink river dolphins. Wait a minute. Pink river dolphin? Is it actually <laughs> That's pink? That's right. Yeah, it has this kind of pinkish color skin, and they've evolved in the very turbid waters of the Amazon. So they really, really are a blind species that navigates solely with echolocation. Huh. That's so neat. Wait, how come whales don't have big ears like bats? 
because they need to listen underwater. So the big ears of bats or even our human ears help collect sound and funnel it into the ears. But this would really not work in water because the consistency of the water is very different than the consistency of the air. So having fleshy big ears wouldn't really help. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, one last question. What would you say is the most exciting part of your job? Oh, definitely the summers when I am out there with the whales. Do you get to see them? Absolutely. I get to see them quite a bit and, and to hear them because I work with underwater microphones connected to speakers so that we can watch the whales while we hear what they are saying. And this is, this is what my field work is all about. Wow. Well, thank you so much for answering my questions. I feel like I know a lot more about whales now. Oh, you're very welcome. All right. Say hi to the whales for me. I will. Bye. Squad. Another one of nature's mysteries solved. Dr. Vergara's team is doing some really amazing work. Did you know that over the last few years, Earth Rangers from across Canada have raised $55,000 to help support Dr. Vergara's research in the St. Lawrence Estuary? It's so cool that what you guys are doing is actually supporting real-life science and research. If you want to find out more about this project, please visit the show notes for this episode at earthrangers.com slash podcast. Earthrangers will be right back after these messages. Attention, Earthrangers! Will you help us protect one of the last living dinosaurs? Well, okay, it might not be an actual dinosaur, but this amazing creature lived among them 170 million years ago, and now it needs your help. I'm talking about the white sturgeon. This fantastic fish can grow to be as long as a canoe and can live to be 100 years old. But this long lifespan won't matter if scientists can't figure out how to protect them. Visit earthrangers.com to find out more and get your sturgeon adoption kit today. You know, I really wish I could echolocate. The number of times I've stubbed my toe while trying to find my way around a dark room is just ridiculous. Ow! Funny thing is, my cat, Sir Scratcherwan, has no problem navigating rooms in the dark, and he has no special echolocation powers. At least, not that I know of. No, instead, his eyes, along with those of his wild relatives, can detect about six times more light than a human's eyes. Plus, they have a special layer called the tapetum lucidum, which helps reflect more light within the eye and gives the cat another chance to see things. Tapetum lucidum doesn't just sound like a spell from Harry Potter. Tapetum lucidum! It's also what makes cat's eyes shine in the dark. It's pretty cool. If you're ever on a moonlight hike with flashlights and you see a pair of glowing eyes reflect back at you from the underbrush, beware. If it's a cougar, you might be in trouble. That brings me back to the question I asked at the beginning of the show. Which of these big cats is bigger in terms of weight? A cougar or a snow leopard? And while we're at it, what's the biggest cat in the world anyway? Take a quick guess. Ready to find out if you got it right? Okay, take a deep breath. And let's start the countdown. World's Biggest Cats Top 10 Countdown. Number 10. The Caracal. Native to Africa, Central Asia, and India, and weighing in at 42 pounds, this big kitty weighs four times as much as my beloved Sir Scratchwan. 
Number nine. From the foothills of the Himalayas, the clouded <sighs> leopard, 51 pounds. Number eight. Eurasian lynx, 79 pounds. That's the same as a German shepherd. Number seven. The champion of speed, the cheetah, 119 pounds. Number six. From sub-Saharan Africa, the leopard, 143 pounds. Number five. From the mountain ranges of Central and South Asia, snow leopard at 165 pounds. Number four. Canada's biggest wildcat, the cougar, 265 pounds. Huh, there you have it. A cougar is about 100 pounds heavier than a snow leopard. Number three. From the Amazon rainforest, the jaguar, 300 pounds. Number two. The king of the jungle, who actually lives in the savanna, lion, 599 pounds. That's five times as heavy as a cheetah. Number one. And our winner is the Siberian tiger, weighing an average of 931 pounds. Holy moly, that's the size of a horse. Can you imagine me riding a tiger? I could be unstoppable. Earth Rangers! <laughs> There's one more thing we just have to talk about today. Baby panda bears. Have you seen the video of the baby panda bear sneezing and scaring its mom? Oh, oh my, I forgot to put my phone on silent. How unprofessional. One sec. Hi. No, I can't talk now. I'm recording the podcast. What? Are you serious? Okay, let me check it out. Okay, okay, gotta go. Bye. Okay, sorry, wait. Uh, let me just check something real quick. Hmm. Yes. Okay, remember last time when I found that mysterious note with that weird code on my desk and I uploaded it to get your opinion on it? It looks like a bunch of people took a crack at it and Ranger Indy 2010 actually solved it. So the code translates to the engineer. Huh. Hey, Alex. Do we have a member with the username the engineer? Um, okay, uh, let me check that for you. Oh, yeah, we do actually. Her name's Riley. Hey, can you patch me through to her phone? Uh, sure. Just one second. Hello? Hi, uh, can I speak to the engineer, please? Ah, you found her. It's me. Riley? Yes. You must be Earth Ranger Emma. Yes, I deciphered your note. Well, with a little help. Good. I'm glad I got your attention. I need to talk to you about something that's very important. Okay. I have made a discovery that will shatter the world of science. But we can't talk about it over the phone. You'll have to come visit me in my lab. I mean, at my house. Uh, sure. I mean, I really just wanted to talk to you about your Earth Rangers missions and fundraising campaigns. And... Yes, yes. I'll be in touch to send you the coordinates. Goodbye. Uh, Hello? Huh. Okay. This is getting really mysterious. I can't wait to find out more. But for now, I gotta wrap this up. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you want to read more about echolocation, visit earthrangers.com slash podcast and find tons of additional photos, videos, and other resources in this episode's show notes. And if you like the Earth Rangers podcast, it would be great if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. That really helps other people find us so we can grow and continue on with the show. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. 
Join me again next time when we bring back the animal sound guessing game and find out how to sleep for 100 days straight without hitting snooze. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to just blurg one sec. Those were some good, good theories. But how do they catch these bugs in a pitch bot? I don't know why this is so hard to say. Uppadum lucidum. Uppadum lucidum. Tapadum lucidum. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Sparted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.